All right, Miretti Football Podcast, David Lawson, Stefan Hausen, UEFA Champions League Final Edition. What's up, Stefan? I'm good, man. How are you? Good. Just can't wait to talk about this final. Two, two of the better teams in Europe. Of course, that's self-explanatory with both of them reaching the final. But sometimes you get to a UEFA Champions League final and the best team, you don't really think one of the teams or sometimes even both of the teams are really the best teams in Europe. But I think it will be hard for someone to say that PSG and Bayern Munich aren't one of the three best teams in Europe. Yeah, definitely agree with you. If we look back on last year, Spurs managed to sneak their way in, not to knock Spurs in any way, shape or form, but I don't think any of us would have considered them one of the top five teams in Europe last year. So it's good that we have two teams where we can legitimately say these are two of the top dogs in Europe. By sneak, not like they stole their way in. Spurs did a good job. They came back against an Ajax team, an overhyped Ajax team. Um, they beat a Manchester City team, which I didn't think that they were better than, but they got all the breaks. And as we spoke about last week, Manchester City, they seem to have a psychological disadvantage when they get in the Champions League and they choked it away. And Spurs were able to take advantage of it. Liverpool uh, weren't the best team in the EPL, managed to win the Champions League. But when you look at this year's final, Bayern Munich, champions of Germany, PSG, champions of France. Uh, so we have two champions in the final, and that's really great. Yeah, it fits. As you said, no knock to Spurs by what I said. But, you know, in knockout football, sometimes you can get these teams that go on runs that aren't really explainable. Exactly. It seems like we're picking on Spurs. Not really trying to pick on Spurs. Spurs did fantastic <laughs> well. Just, they're just a recent example of a team that went to the Champions League final that I really didn't think was the best team. And even Liverpool, which I thought was a top team, definitely one of the three best teams in Europe, but they weren't the best team. Manchester City were. Manchester City played them twice last season, beat them and drew. And the game that they drew, they missed a penalty late. So... Anyway, jumping into this year's final, let's start with Bayern Munich, champions of Germany, definitely the favorite. If you go, if you definitely, if you want to bet on anybody, you would bet on Bayern Munich. Yeah, for terms, sure. That would be the bookie's favorite. You look at Bayern Munich, Bayern Munich in the Champions League has scored 42 goals. They've taken the most shots per game, 23 shots per game. It all seems lined up. They scored 100 goals in Germany. This is, and it all starts um, in most people's mind with their, with their striker, Lewandowski. Yeah, I mean, he's had a fantastic year. I think he was everyone's odds-on favorite to win the Ballon d'Or until the French cancelled it. But um, yeah, their attack is something that everyone can fear. Um, Thomas Muller has reinvigorated himself this season under Hansi Flick, who we should note this Bayern team starts off the season with a different manager. They changed because things weren't looking promising and they've reaped the success of that. They weren't a prohibitive favorite to win pre-COVID pre -COVID crisis, but since they've come back, I don't think they've lost a game. They've looked absolutely rampant going through. I would have to go through, I'd have to check again if they've even lost a game um, in the German league. And they obviously haven't lost one in the Champions League. But they've just been absolutely rampant. And when I look at Bayern, I have some controversial takes when it comes to Bayern Munich, especially when it comes to Lewandowski, but I don't want to go there just yet. 
<laughs> well, when it, well, looking at Bayern Munich um, in the Champions League, they're they one of the top teams in possession, um, 60% in possession, only behind, funny enough, Liverpool. And you look at them, as I mentioned, they, they average 23 shots a game. That's number one in the Champions League. So you look, Bayern Munich seems to have everything there. And they have the star left back in Alfonso Davis, who scored, helped create that goal against Bayern Munich that has everyone ooing and eyeing. Only against Barcelona, yes, yes. Yeah, against Bar Bar Barcelona, sorry. And he definitely looks like the best left back in the world. I, That's not I, a controversial take. I agree with you. It's fantastic. I don't know if I ever told you this, but during my time at Toronto FC, um, Vancouver came to play against Toronto FC. And this was a game where I got dragged into being a stretcher bearer and being a stretcher bearer, you'd have to go onto the field if someone got injured. This was right after he signed for Bayern Munich. And within two minutes, Alfonso Davis was on the ground. And I was saying to myself, please get up. I do not want to be carrying $19 million worth of merchandise on a stretcher right now. Thankfully, he got up. He's gone on to Bayern Munich and he's been fantastic. Definitely the best left back in the world for me. $19 million. Wow. <laughs> Talk about cheap days. I'd say <laughs> Alfonso Davis now would be worth minimum maybe one his right foot would be worth 90 million that's how good he's been definitely the best you look at their entire team if he if Lewandowski is the star that everybody folks focus on I would have to say the the engine the the reason why the team has looked so dominant is a midfield pivot yeah I agree with you um Thiago is having probably his best year of his career um they have is a, he a better central midfielder than Thiago in the world Ah, that's a good question. You know, I'm a big fan of Tony Cruz, and I think what Tony Cruz has done over the last couple of years would have him in that argument. But if I was flipping a coin right now, you know, recency bias, I'd probably go with Thiago. This is a huge game for Thiago because Bayern Munich uh, in those Real Madrid flops previous years, I thought Bayern Munich should have won at least two of them. Um, they lost all three. And every time it came down to him after the game, he didn't play well. And yeah. it, was, it was he didn't have a moment. There was just nothing there. And with him likely moving on, this is his chance to actually stamp his authority on that he was a Bayern Munich legend because he's a fantastic footballer. And not, not spilling anything great there. At his best, he's the best central midfielder. But unfortunately, those Real Madrid ties has dimmed his starlight. Um, so this is an important game for him. But talk about his midfield partner for me. Oh, Leon Goretzka, I think he gives him the right kind of balance for what Thiago wants to do in midfield. Uh, Goretzka is an engine. He's up and down the field. He keeps them ticking. He's not lacking in the technical department as well. He gets into the box. He gets back to cover. And when you have that kind of partner who enables someone like Thiago to just do what he does best, you really can't go wrong. Speaking of technical ability, he set up a great goal in that Barcelona Barcelona wrote. I won't call it a game. They just absolutely wrote it. A that was a training Barcelona. session. <laughs> it, <was> a yeah. <laughs> well, of course, when we talk about Bayern Munich, you know, I have this controversial take that some people might not know. I don't think Thomas Muller is a star football player. I've said it over and over again. I've said he's the most overrated football player of my lifetime. I'll give him credit. He's had 21 assists. He's a fundamental football player. And by fundamental football player, he checks all the boxes, he works hard, and he fits in the system very well, even better than better players who have tried to fill that role for Bayern Munich. Uh, you look at him being able to 
make runs off the ball that helps to create space for um for for better football players but i think people tend to overindulge his ability because he's the type of guy that everybody thinks man i could be thomas muller when i was playing man i could be just like him i could make those runs i could do those things and we see that a lot of time he he's done well for himself he's a very good football player i'm not saying that he's garbage but he's a fundamental football player who works in a system you can't build a team around him nor can he be one of your star players where you're relying on him to be dominant consistently as i said when it came to the real madrid games i'm not looking to thomas muller to be the star of those games i'm looking to thiago thiago is the star of the show Thiago, when they fail, it's on him. It's not on Thomas Muller because Thomas Muller has to play off of better players. Yeah, and- I, I agree with you. Pretty much 90% in what you say, I don't agree. I don't think he's a star player. I've never thought he was a star player. No, I agree. I, I agree with that. what I said. He's not a star player. He's a fundamental player. Yeah, but he so- might be the best fundamental player that we've seen in the last couple of years because when you put him in a system... Jordan Henderson, sorry to cut you, Jordan Henderson the last two years was running close. Yeah, Jordan Henderson would be a good shot as well. But I think you've seen it with Thiago. Thiago, when he has been asked to be more closer to what a star player would have been expected to, he hasn't been able to replicate those performances. Hansi Flick came in and he kind of reshaped that Bayern offense, giving it back to Thomas Muller in a way that we know his strengths. He played to Muller's strengths and we've seen the results. He's probably had his best season of his career again. Yeah, under, understandable. When it, comes to, when it comes to Thomas Muller and when it comes to Lewandowski, many people talk about him. We know he scored in every Champions League game. He scored over... He scored a ridiculous number of goals. <laughs> what is that? Over 40 goals for the season. Yeah. Um, so you look at Gnabry, he, he's supposed to be the heir apparent to Aaron Robin, and he scored a fantastic goal against Leon when Bayern Munich were under pressure. Yeah. And that's what they're going to need for them to win. And they have Perisic on the other side, who, in my opinion, is another fundamental football player. Yeah. He does, he's a very good football player, works hard, has a dribble, has a shot, has a cross. But he's not going to be constant. You can't ask him to, to take on Marcus. Same with Muller. Run Marcus ragged. Break down a defense. That's not their job. They are the secondary or tertiary focus of a defense. And your team needs that for you to be a team. You look at, when you look at Bayern Munich, they have a star midfield pivot. They have a star number nine. They have a star on the right wing. They have a star at right back. They have a star at left back and they have a star in goal. And Alaba, I would also say, is a star. So when you have all that, you need some fundamentals to bring it all together. And that is what Bayern Munich has in Muller and Perisic. Yeah, I agree with you. Muller and Perisic, um, they're, the, they're the concrete. They keep everything together. Um, Bayern, just thinking of what you just listed out a while ago, Bayern are such a well-managed team, eh? They have Alfonso Davis, who's a left-back who spends most of his time up, up on the attacking side of the game. But then they have Perisic in front of him, who is able to cover for him in ways that most left-wingers wouldn't be able to. And then on the wing, you have on the other wing, you have Serge Gnabry, who's able to cut in, while Joshua Gimmich is able to exploit space on the, on the overlap. What a fantastic team. Fantastic team. I don't think they're a great team. I think that we're in a, we're in a, a cycle where there's no great team. 
but in terms of cumulative players, they are the best team of the moment in For terms sure. of talent. And of course, I haven't even spoken about the bench. They have Coutinho, who Coutinho was never as good as people wanted him to be. But, you know, I call him Starlight Coutinho. You know, he's a once a month Starlight. <laughs> you know, when the Starlight is a party player, once it, when the party can be playing really good that night. And if he's playing well and he can come off of the bench and he can change a game, uh, that, that's, that's a game changer they have. But let's move on to PSG. Um, PSG who spent trillions of euros <laughs> to yeah. get to this point. They've been very unlucky, just like Chelsea um, the previous decade who tried everything to get here. They're finally here. But unlike Chelsea, when Chelsea got there, Chelsea definitely wasn't one of the better teams in Europe, but it just worked <laughs> out for them. PSG is definitely one of the better teams in Europe, and they have some star players in their own right. Yeah, they definitely do. Um, I was debating with myself the other day that Chelsea, I'm sorry, PSG might have the best front three in Europe right now with Neymar. There's um, no debate. They are the best front three in Europe. Mbappe. Well, yeah, it depends how people look at Di Maria. I know some people aren't the biggest fan of him, but I think his last two years for PSG have been fantastic. And I definitely have Neymar and Mbappe as top five players in the world. I don't, like the competition, the competition would be Bayern Munich, but... I would still take Di Maria over Perisic. For sure, for sure. I would, I would as well. And I would take, we're talking about controversial takes, I'll get to that, but I think I've hinted at it right away. Like Neymar, Mbappe, once you have those two players and someone, a very good player alongside them, which Di Maria is, even though sometimes he can be deep potato where the ball is just a hot potato off of his foot, like it was, it was at Manchester United, where he's just where he's just making these diagonal darting dribbles and then just losing the ball and then running away from it or miscontrolling it off the field. But as we saw in the semi-finals where he played fantastic, <laughs> if he plays like that again and Bayern Munich can't keep control of him, then this is going to be a blowout. Oh, a blowout is. Is that a prediction right there? Maria, not, not giving my prediction yet. But if Di Maria is not the potato, um, PSG will blow up Bayern Munich. Well, the PSG's attack is where they will have to win this game for sure. I don't think they're not, once again, one of the top five teams in Europe, but I don't think they're a superstar team. Um, their defense, I like. Their midfield, uh, it's not the best. Without is a is a problem. Yeah, without Verratti, that midfield drops in quality so, so fast. But they're a functional team. I like Thomas Tuchel. He's, one of, he's been one of my favorite managers for the last five years. And I think he's done very well with this team. And I'm glad that they've gotten to the final because this is a team that over the last couple of years, when they should have been there, they just didn't make it. But I think this might be their year. Well, they're, speaking of Verratti, there's rumors that he might start in the final. You know, he's coming off of an injury. He managed to come on against in the semifinals. So hopefully he starts because he's a quality central midfielder. Uh, and hopefully he doesn't end up with another YouTube moment. The last time he played against Thiago, Italy versus Spain game, Thiago did a move on him that anyone, you can check it out on YouTube. Put me in my YouTube poster. <laughs> no, but still, he's still better than anything else that PSG have. You know, they're playing Marquinhos in... In, in midfield. Marquinhos is a talented football player, but Marquinhos is not good enough to really dominate a midfield against Bayern Munich. 
Yeah, it's interesting earlier you said that Thiago doesn't really have that standout moment, you know, in big games against Real Madrid, for example, he's come up short. I think you could say the same thing for Marco Verratti as well. A lot has been expected of him. And in big moments in the Champions League, even against, for example, a Real Madrid in the past, he's never really been able to be dominant. So this is probably another person who's going into his final looking for that dominant moment to say, yes, I am one of the best central players in the world. Sorry to cut you. Yeah, no. Or he's played well in a first leg and then sucked in the second leg and um, PSG has gone out. Yeah. So he's never really had that consistent proof of, yes, I am one of the best central midfielders in the world. But what I would say about Verratti, as much as I rate him and stuff, I've never really thought of him as that type of player that could be one of the 10 best football players in the world or even one of the 20 best football players in the world. When I look at Thiago, I look at Thiago and say, oh, yeah, he should be one of the 10 best football players in the world. That's how I look at him. So there's a difference in my mindset for Thiago and Verratti. There's a different level. Not to say that Verratti isn't top class, but with me, there's top class and there's world class. World class is a step above top class, and I believe Thiago is that world class football player. I would agree with you there. I wasn't trying to compare their actual playing levels or anything like that. I was just saying that in regards to the idea of missing that moment, I think both of them fall in that category. When you look at PSG's defense, though, what do you think about it? You said that you like their defense, and I know you're, you like goalkeepers. So what's your opinion on their defense and their goalkeeper? Uh, Kayla Navas, I think, is a very good goalkeeper. I've knocked him in the past for certain things where I think if he had played for a different club and the mistakes he made, they would have been blown up. But he's a very capable goalkeeper. I like their defense in the sense that... Um, they have a lot of options of how they can play it, either with a back four or a back five. Um, they're missing Munier, who um, decided to go to Dortmund and not partake in the rest of the Champions League. But their right back slash centre back slash defensive midfielder, depending on where he plays, Kerrer, their German, if no one picked that up. I like him as a player. Bernat on the other side is another attacking player. He's Alfonso Davies, light, 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 light. But with Thiago Silva and Marquinhos in defense, or Kempembe, come Marquinhos is likely to play defensive midfield. That's a very solid central partnership right there. When talking about Neville, we should mention he missed out on the semifinals, but PSG is confident that he will play in the final. Um, so that, that's something I'm looking forward to um, because I want both teams to be 100% healthy. I yeah, want Verratti, sure. who the coach says, should be ready to play 90 minutes. We'll see if that's just talk or he actually is ready. Um, and Navos, they expect him to play. I look at PSG defense. They have a lot of experience. And, you know, you look at PSG, you look at Thiago Silva, right? Thiago Silva has in everyone's mind, has been the best central defender in the world. Yeah. Like, when people are saying, who's been the best central defender over the last decade? Before Virgil van Dijk came along, Thiago Silva was normally the answer. Mm-hmm. But it's always been an answer that I've always felt has been a lazy answer because people think he should be the best because of his all-around skill set. Actually, many a times you look at it in the Champions League, he's another one that has has let his team down. They have never really been that dominant defensively in key moments, especially away from home. Uh, they give up chances. I know he's a bit, no, he's older. Uh, I do think he's still very good. And I do think that he, this is, this is another game in which he gets to prove his decade of dominance, justify his decade of dominance. You know, you look at him, he's been on that Brazil team. 
again, he, for such a great defender, for such a, someone considered the best, I kind of expected a bit more. Not saying that he wasn't world-class or he wasn't even one of the best central defenders, but I always felt like there was more coming from, should have come from him. He seems to have a bit of a, a donkey moment in him when it comes to the big moments, the big games. Or, or he's just normal. Like, I, like he doesn't stand out. He, he's just normal. Like, I don't feel like... Like, when you look at Sergio Ramos, for example, to compare him with Sergio Ramos, Sergio Ramos can go hot and cold. Yeah. Hot and hotter, let's call him. When he gets super hot, <laughs> he gets sent off. But when Real Madrid has won over the years, it's directly... People can directly trace back. Man, Sergio Ramos was amazing. The way yeah. how he to galvanize the that that that's just, just that image of him galvanizing, or how he was able to sh- make get those tactical fouls or score that header, just something, make that pass, score a penalty, make, make the difference. And when you think of Thiago Silva, someone who everyone considered to be the best, I've never really had that moment with it before Brazil or PSG or before AC Milan. Yeah, I agree with you. Um... He's, he's never been that difference maker in the central, is essentially what you're saying. He's never turned up in that big moment, scored that goal, made that world-class tackle that size team through. Well, he's in the final now, you know, his weird situations. PSG managed to make it to the final. They, they seem to be struggling against Atalanta to score. Um, it seemed to be just one of those days. They managed to get through. They got a good draw in the semifinal. They were clearly better than racing. They they've managed to get by 3-0. So going into this final, both teams, you know, PSG has played 4-3-3 and the Herrera in the midfield with Marquinhos. Hopefully Verratti comes in. That's a very defensive midfield, midfield with, with enough technical ability to hold. And then you look at Bayern Munich playing the 4-2-3-1. We spoke about their midfield pivot with Thiago leading away. Going in, before we get into a prediction, if we were to make a combined 11, how many PSG players do you think would make it? Uh, how many PSG players would I put in my combined 11? I would say, off the top of my head, I know for a fact two are making it. And, there was the, and that's Mbappe and Neymar. Well, I, I'm going to tell you this. I have, I have five making it. I have Neymar, I have Mbappe. I, I have... Thiago Silva, I have Marquinhos making it, and <laughs> people are gonna people are gonna call me crazy, but I do also have Nevers making it. I think I think Kayla Nevers is better than Manuel Neuer. People might think I'm crazy, but hey, that's just me. I think Manuel Neuer is not what he used to be, and I think Nevers is perfect for this type of situation. I'm not talking about overseason in a one-off type game. I think Nevis is a type of shot stopper. And with Neuer, I believe, has taken a step back. I would have him in goal. Remember, I told you I have some controversial takes. You've speechless. I nearly left Lewandowski. If I was making a team, I nearly left Lewandowski out. But I said, nah. You, you've left little... me speechless with that. But yeah. oh, that's a lot to unpack right there. That, that's an interesting five. That's an interesting five. Right away, I'm going to disagree with you on the goalkeeper. So let's just get that out of the way. Manuel Nier is still very much clear of Navas. But uh, Marquinhos and Thiago Silva are two interesting shouts. I think I would agree with you on Marquinhos. But where are you playing him in this combined 11? 
Uh, if I was playing, if in my team, if I was playing a 4-3-3, I would have Marquinhos and Thiago Silva in central defense. I'd have Verratti as one of my three central midfielders. I would have Mbappe and Mbappe and Neymar. So those are five on the field. The Nevos and Neuer, I guess you can go back and forth. I don't really like arguing with goalkeepers. I just think Nevos is just a fantastic shot stopper in this type of situation. But those are the five. Um, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, I would agree with you for the most part. I don't think I'd take Thiago Silva. I would probably keep Marquinhos. I'm a big fan of David Alaba and I like his adaption to the centre-back position. So I'd probably still have David Alaba and Marquinhos in centre-half with Gimmich and Alfonso Davies. Navas would not be in my goal. It would obviously be Manuel Neuer. Um, midfield would be Goretzka and Thiago. Uh, 